Warning, what you are about to hear is real. This is no audio drama. There is no script. Real people will engage in improvisational role play, making it up as they go along, prompted, some might even say railroaded, by the game master. So, in that sense, this isn't really real, but it is real. Oh, and we swear. Plus, there might be adult situations. Hence, the warning at the beginning. Maybe we should put one at the end, too? Listener discretion is advised. Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. This is Case 12, Color of Lightning. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a sci-fi horror role-playing game. Your investigators of the unknown are Gabe as Roy. I really didn't expect it to be named first here. Matt as Rocky. Well, I, on the other hand, fully expected you to be named first. And Brian as Pippa. Uh, have you guys seen my new bench downtown? Welcome back, players. How is everybody? This is the beginning. It's been a little while since we've done this. So. We are well. We are collective now. Gabe was on a street corner. I was working on my side podcast. Listeners, if you would like to provide feedback or praise or just say hi, drop us a letter from beyond, please, on our website at lovecrafttapes.com. You just a little link there. You just click it and boop, 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 boop. And uh, we do have a couple letters from the break that I will now read to you. Praise only, please. From at Drew BK via Apple Podcasts in Great Britain says, Amusing RPG Fun 5 Stars. This is a great podcast. Jeremy the Keeper runs a tight ship and the players are very good. It runs along nicely and the humor is great. So thank you, Drew. Appreciate that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars a bit low, but okay. Tim K says, Hi there, Deltas. Your soothing voices have been luring me into sweet dreams for a long time now. But ever since I caught up on the latest podcast some two cases ago, there's nothing to fill the empty space in between. It was never that much of an issue because witnessing the end of civilization caused by a tiny little thing called Corona was keeping me busy. But now that it's not happening for real and life is just a motionless sea of numbness and digital voices, why not reach out to some of them to kind of have you close? I have to say that I'm quite excited that Enter Player Character made such a memorable exit because you never come up with any bad ones as follow-ups. I really liked, well, you can guess who, as well as better don't mention him or her, it still hurts too much. So my future seems dark, but in a good way, because there are monsters in it and you are chasing them. Looking forward to you filling my hole. We are the monsters in your hole. How's your hole? Family. Can't believe he only had praise for me and nothing for you guys. And finally, uh, Dungeons and Doofuses says... An absolutely unbelievable podcast. Do you like a podcast that takes a darker theme? Do you like comedy? Do you enjoy laughing so hard your side hurts? Then this is the podcast for you. I've been listening to them for several years and could not recommend them more. The GM does an unreal job weaving a tale that keeps you and the players on the edge of your seat. Of all the podcasts I listen to, and I listen to a lot, this is easily in my top three. My only regret is I keep running out of content to enjoy. 
So thank you, uh, Dungeons and Doofuses. I know uh, we've been following each other on Twitter. <laughs> this show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on Patreon.com slash Lovecraft Tapes. And we have quite a number of folks to thank tonight. Thank you to Jordy Rose, The Voices in the Dark, Brittany Davis, Barry Robeson, Chris Parker, Elizabeth Grieve, Madeline Turnipseed, Wouter Vermeyen, Jefferson Bell, Olda Polkert, Eric Zane, Brownie Davis, Mitch L. Lobster Johnson, Atulia, Frank Delventhal, David Winterman, John Embray, Kyle Sherman, Huge Pie, Daniel Hissy, Eric Phillips, Malamber 57, Snow, Daniel Caprone, Dom Driver, Davidia Von Zarevich, John May, Eric Setterberg, Wild Pants, Amanda Power, Phil Dickinson, Dakota Smith, Robert Jameson, Nathan Crow, A.E. Jonesy, a.k.a. Grave Jones, Mall, Boston Harbor Whore, Andrew Petty, Yogg, Marty Dixon, Liz Moonberry, Stephen Gray, Gregory, Yasmin Amber, Bastard King, Young Old One, Gregory Schmucker, Rolling Boxcars, Rain, Chainsaw Unicorn, Sheldon Warner, Captain Vashton, Jeffrey Young, Bifford, Hoser underscore 21, Alexandra Kroska, Holden Omans, Peter VDB, Nicholas Hato, Tian Tai, Ineptus Astartes, Phil Campbell, Justin Levesque, AJ Ake, Batran, John Konopasik, Xylem Graf, James Brown, Kevin G, Mick Cope, and finally Robert Lamb. Thank you to everybody who has donated to us to support the podcast. Not bad. It only took you like a minute and 40 seconds to rattle through all that. Before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But never Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Hi, this is Billy Dimitrisu, and we're inviting the general public to an almost week-long sales extravaganza at Billy D's Vampire Mommy Emporium. We got tall ones, we got big ones. Whatever vampire mommy you're in the market for, we got her. Eight foot, nine foot, yes, even ten foot. That's with or without heels and hat. No other vampire mommy dealer in this city can claim the same. Come on in, take a test spin. Our vampire mommies will step on whatever part of your anatomy you desire. Though, keep in mind, we are not responsible for any flesh wounds, crushed pelvises, or caved-in skulls as a result of the stepping process. This is not for the faint of heart, but if you count yourself among the brave of spirit or soft of head, get on down to Billy D's Vampire Mommy Emporium today. Before the sun rises and all our stock is depleted until sunset. You snooze, you lose. And if for some reason you can't find what you like, maybe we could interest you in a lichen throw rug. And we're back. What'd you guys think of that product under service? It rolled me away. One half of the team that presented that product sounded really handsome. And we all know what half that was. The lower half. Some people think that you can get that product in their service just about anywhere. Well, you can't. It's available by membership only, and that ship only sails once a week from Ports Unknown to Ports Unknown. Sure, you can buy a ticket online at Expedia.com, but it won't tell you the departure time, the arrival time, the port of departure, or the destination. The cost is your eternal soul, but there is an all-you-can-eat oyster buffet, so 
It's totally worth it. And they're warm. Are they Rocky Mountain Oysters? Now, dear investigators, we play Case 12, Tape 2, Slaughtered Half Dreams. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. The Arroyo brothers escaped the horrors beneath Pomance only to find themselves somehow in the town of their childhood, Arkham, Massachusetts. There is barely enough time to mourn the loss of Agent Jack Whiteside before they are teamed up with an intriguing busybody by the name of Pippa Chatterton. Together, they plumb the mysteries beneath Blaine Manor, where Charles Blaine has left a series of mystifying clues that were once meant for Samantha. Will Pippa collect the realtor's fees on the sale of Blaine Manor? Will Rocky manage to decipher Charles's video recordings? Will Roy be able to cash in on his Delta Green pension? Time will tell, but meanwhile, the fading twilight turns unseasonably the color of rotted pumpkins and soot-stained hearth rugs, while the whiff of gray smoke drifts in the summertime air like bad memories lingering too long or a wildfire fast approaching. Roy, you open your eyes to the familiar sight of the TV in the family room, playing some late-night rerun of a wrestling match. Was that Andre the Giant in the ring against Killer Khan? It kind of looked like them, but it wasn't them. Why was the sound off? From the comfort of your recliner, you look around half-heartedly for the remote. Nope. Nowhere to be seen. Damn kids must have hidden it again. You scratch your belly and lick your lips, tongue dragging across your rough, dry teeth like lizard skin across desert rocks. From the kitchen, you can hear running water and the clink of either dirty dishes being cleaned or clean dishes being put away. Roy? A voice calls out, and with a sudden spasm, you jolt awake in bed, the dream already dissolving, already fading away, until sleep claims you again. Rocky. You open your eyes to see the blank, unassuming white ceiling above your bed, softly illuminated by moonlight from outside, the skeletal shadows of tree limbs clawing at the stucco paint. You've been staying in one of the rooms upstairs at Blaine Manor for a week now, merely because it's the most convenient place while you continue to investigate Charles's evidence in the secret caverns far, far below the house. Between your experience in the cathartic arena and what Roy has told you about this location, you're starting to feel quite comfortable in these new surroundings. Which is why you're so unnerved when you hear an unfamiliar shuffle in one corner of the bedroom. It's time, Rocco, a deep, burbling voice calls out. Then you're startled out of slumber, still seated at the computer terminal in the caverns below the house, Charles Blaine's recorded video playing silently on the monitor, infinitely looping. Pippa, you open your eyes, blinking at the unexpected bright blue skies and golden sunshine. To either side rise tall fronds of verdant green grass, and you realize you are flat on your back, staring up at the heavens. The soft whir of crickets and other insects melds with the susurration of a delicate breeze which teases the flora, tickling it into graceful motion. For a moment, you just want this feeling to go on forever. The sense of time and place and quiet intimacy with nature... Then you hear someone clear their throat a few yards away, followed by the unmistakable scent of cigarette smoke. 
How's my special gal? A voice queries. And as you sit up, you are back in your darkened bedroom, alone, the vision dissipating like early morning mist. All right, that sets the stage for us, guys. And we are going to do development phase. Let's do Roy. Everybody want to do Roy? Everyone does. I don't. First off, uh, we're going to do our skill checks. And you've got quite a few uh, checked here. So let's go ahead and start with Charm. I need a 58. I got a 38. All right. So no go there. Dodge is up next. I need a 40. I got an 87. Beautiful. So you're going to go ahead and roll a D10 to increase that skill. Five. So we're at 45 on your dodge. All right, next up is Fighting Brawl. Got a 75. I need a 42. D10. I got a 10. Nice, dude. So you're at 52 on your Fighting Brawl now. Firearms Handgun is next. I got a 97. Nice. Needed a 38. I got a 6. Uh, Listen's up next. It will be fitting if I fail. I did. Uh, Natural World is next. I failed as well. And looks like Spot Hidden is probably your last one. Can I spend the luck? <laughs> no. <laughs> Key connection. Making a bad decision that puts people in danger. Did we achieve that or no? I don't feel like I put anyone in danger during the scenario. I just didn't do it. I don't think so. I don't remember an exact thing. Yeah. So we're going to skip the sanity through self-help thing. Next up is luck. So you're going to want to do roll over your luck if you can. I did. So go ahead and roll d10. I got a 7 epic. Nice. So your luck's going to increase to 27. That's not too shabby. Go ahead and do a d100 for your credit rating. I got a 2. If you roll a 2, decrease your credit rating by 2d10. 5. Five. So you're going to decrease your credit rating by five. And uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to skip the training section because uh, the, not enough time has passed and you don't have the uh, capability. So I think we're okay with you, Roy. Choo choo, motherfuckers. <laughs> so let's move on to Rocky. All right, Rocky, looks like uh, we're going to go ahead and do firearms for you, handgun. Uh, I rolled a 93, which is over 74. Do it, do it, do it. Get a 10, get a 10, get a 10. So I get another four points, which brings my firearms handgun up to 78. Next up is library use. I needed a 70. I rolled an 88, which is another five points on the library. Cranking it up there. Next up is listen. I need over a 35, and I rolled a 70, which is three points of listening. Finally, spot hidden. Uh, I failed on that. Take a look at your key connection. Advanced technology bad. (laughs) What do you think? Did you use anything like any of the testing equipment? I tried to, and I failed every single time. So I would say that, yeah, probably the same situation as Roy. You just weren't able to properly confront that. Um, So we'll go ahead and skip that part. So sanity is not going to increase. We do need a luck roll from you. I rolled 73, which is more than 43. D10, increase your luck by three. I'm now at 46. And uh, we're going to go ahead and do a credit rating as well. So I need a D100 on that, baby. 9 to 1. Lovely. So you can uh, roll D10 and add that to your already amazing credit rating. That puts me at 88. It's the one thing I have that Roy doesn't. Money. Maybe you found something in the caverns. I invested in NFTs. You found the next Kevin Smith movie. I have a couple hundred Bitcoin just kind of sitting around. And I think that's going to do it for development phase. So, Pippa, obviously, you're sitting pretty where you're at. Thanks. 
It has been two weeks since you emerged from a hole in the ground where a well once stood, and beyond which, presumably, is a portal to another place, another time. Rocky and Roy have moved into Blaine Manor to recuperate and conduct research into Charles Blaine's secret lair, while Pippa has been assisting them because finding Charles Blaine is probably the best way for her to sell this magnificent property. I think it's the only way. According to all available information, it is July 2021. Although Rocky is still convinced that this is probably another experiment gone awry and they are actually in the year 2031. He's quite convinced of this, in fact. Attempts to contact Delta Green have proven fruitless so far. All the usual channels mysteriously gone dark. For now, resting up and trying to figure out why someone claiming to be Charles Blaine contacted Pippa seems to be a wise choice and mutually beneficial. The three of you meet at the manor for brunch on Sunday to compare notes. I got there a little bit early, so I'm on my uh, second Bloody Mary. I'm in the kitchen cooking. I'm on the couch. There's a couch in the kitchen. Yeah, I'm on the kitchen couch. I can just lean over and get the food. <laughs> what? You don't have a kitchen couch? Poor people. Am I right? So have you guys got any new info? Well, I've been down in the bat cave underneath the house, and I'm not making a whole lot of progress. I've been attempting to figure out exactly what Charles was trying to say to Samantha. I have a feeling that I'm missing something, but I can't quite wrap my head around it. You want some more crepes, though? For some reason, this house is stocked with the materials to make crepes and only crepes. I don't know why. And amazingly, none of it ever went bad. <laughs> Oddly, yes. And the video we played at the end of the last case stopped right as he was about to divulge the listen very, very carefully. And then the video just sort of repeated. Rocky has discovered that uh, there has been some corruption to the data file due to age or whatever. So he's been diligently trying to rectify that or repair it. And Pretty sure it was a massive April Fool's joke. Never gonna give you up. Son of a bitch. Can I have Nutella in my crepes? Let me check and see if we have any. No, it's mine. It's mine. Well, I would put it on your crepes for you, but Roy is sitting on the um the kitchen couch and there's a jar and a spoon and it's 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 rather messy. I you you really I'll just have mayo then. That's kind of a big swing, Nutella to mayo. What, you don't put mayo on your crepes? <laughs> Poor people, am I right? Sorry, I prefer sour cream. So, anyone else have any luck figuring out just what's going on in this house? Yeah, I was looking through their underwear drawers up there, and I couldn't find anything. As he has a pair of underwear on his head. <laughs> and when I found their drawers in the drawers, but I couldn't find any clues or anything like that. So has anybody heard from Charles at all? Never once. Ever? Oh, good. Ever. I have an appointment in about an hour, so... With who? To look at a house, because I'm a real <coughs> tour. Yeah, whose house is it? The Smith Home down on 45th Street. <laughs> oh, I hate those people. <laughs> you know the Smith Home. Yeah, they live across the street from the Smiths. Yeah. And just over two houses from the Smiths. Yes, the whole street is the Smiths. We get it. S Smith Street. Yeah, but the Smith Home. I mean, those are bad Smiths. I don't know. Granny Smith is kind of nice. Delicious, you might say. Well, um, I'm going to call my assistant real quick while you uh, finish up my uh, mayo crepes. How many do you want? Just one or do you want the two? I need the three. You always say the one or the two, and you know I have three. 
All right, three mayo crepes coming right up. All right, I'll, I'll be right back. I'm just going to step to the porch. I'm going to call my assistant. Rings a couple times. Then you hear voicemail pickup that says, uh, Hi, this is Charlene Abernathy. I'm not able to come to the phone right now. And if this is Pippa, I don't work Sundays. Click. Beep. Don't work Sundays. Who doesn't work Sundays for a real <coughs> tour? Come on, this is ridiculous. That's when we work. I think I might need a new assistant. I come storming back in to the house. Mmm, delicious mayo crepes. Um, 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 um. It's not even off the pan yet. Hot, 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 hot. Tastes like Teflon. Mmm, <laughs> Teflon. So do you guys need anything from me today? Because it sounds like you're just lazing about. Yeah, I think we'll probably start the scenario next week. Yeah, probably. Well, then I'll stop taking notes. I mean, unless you either get a hold of Charles or you get any other information from him. We're dead in the water. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yes. Well, look, I gotta ask you, Pippa. So you heard the voice on the, the message from Charles, yes? Charlie is the one that told me that he had phoned, but I, I've never heard his voice except for in the basement. Now I know for sure that this is some imposter trying to get you to sell this house. Uh, why do you know that? Because I'm a genius and you're dumb and stupid. Pretty much the logic that I expect. I'm going to go back into the kitchen and get my crepes. All right, three mayo crepes. So if it was your assistant who took the call, maybe we could take a recording of his message, or at least a bit of it, and have her listen and see if she recognizes the voice. Yeah, I don't see that that would be an issue. Obviously, she's not helping me out today, so we'll have to wait till tomorrow. What kind of realtor doesn't work on Sundays? It's a real <laughs> tour. Skeletor the realtor. It's very real. If you want to follow me down into the, the cave, I can get that recording for you. Fine. Let's do it. I'm going to set down all of my cooking utensils, make sure that the stove is turned off because I don't want to burn the house down. I quickly eat my crepes. They slide down very easily with the mayonnaise. The Mayo Clinic crepes. Tastes like band-aids. Stuck on me. Pippa and Rocky are going to head down to the back cave na, 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 na. i'll join them because i'm so bored you know sunday espn isn't very great just so you know roy you you have a little something just here and i'm gonna motion to the entirety of his lower face yeah i'm saving it for later jackass you don't know me it's a new telemask look i get that we haven't lived together in quite some time but you need to learn what it's like to live with someone cool you need to relearn that what's it look like uh rocky have you been doing any moving things around tidying things up I've done a little bit of general cleaning, especially in the immediate area where I've been working. I found a couple of whiteboards kind of just covered over with some sheets in some of the other rooms. So I've rolled those whiteboards in and I have little notes written here and there and pieces of paper tacked up trying to decipher just what's going on here and there. And I have brought down uh, just like a small couple of side tables as well, just to kind of hold papers and books and research materials. There was that antechamber that you would cross through to get to that hall hallway that actually led to where the computer stuff is, the, the whole server room. And it's in that particular uh, storage room that you had gone through, that chamber that had all those boxes and old files and so forth. That's where you found a cache of cash. So describe what that was like uh, as far as what was it that was so valuable that you found that would increase your <laughs> credit rating? I decided to take some time away from the computer. I was learning a couple of algorithms run, trying to see if I couldn't find some 
something that could reassemble the little bits of data that were there. And while that was going, I decided to to backtrack into that small uh, the storage room and start peeking into crates and looking through boxes. And off in one of the corners, there was kind of uh, a small set of three or four just like leather folio tubes. And I pulled the top out and I took a look. And for some reason, Charles had come into the possession of three or four very original, very valuable paintings that had been deemed missing for quite some time. So I took those paintings, reached out to an old contact of mine who knows how to deal with such a thing, and I had him take care of uh, the paintings for me. Uh, He went straight to eBay. (laughs) He got a small percentage for, you know, taking care of uh, facilitating the sale, and I got what's left. And it turned out to be quite a a tidy sum of cash we got from uh, a wealthy European art collector who was very happy to get his hands on these works. just occurred to me, to Rocky and Roy, what are you guys doing for um, phones? I have the same phone. I'm epic. Okay, so let's say that you managed to bring the phones through the portal. As soon as you got to this side of it, those phones would no longer work. I don't really use a phone that much, so I probably honestly haven't even noticed. Still being a little bit cautious as to where and when we are. I just went down to a a convenience store and bought one of those cheap pay-by-the-minute burner phones, and I've just kind of been barely touching that every now and then. It sits on the side table with some of my research stuff with the the battery popped out. So when you guys went through that chamber that had all of the uh, storage and so forth, and then that led to a hallway, and on the northern side of that hallway was the server room, you never proceeded beyond that, at least in the last case. Uh, There was another matching door at the end of that corridor. And what Rocky has found, there is a key fob sensor, but you've been unable to find any matching fob. And clearly, without the use of some hydraulic machinery... Shoot it, Roy. I don't think that's going to work. You don't know that. What does he have to roll to open the door? (laughs) That's just a mystery that is uh, left for you to ponder. So yeah, you guys go downstairs and I believe you were going to retrieve a bit of the conversation or tape it maybe to Pippa's phone. Yeah, so she can play it back. No problem. And now she has a sample of what Charles Blaine looks like and sounds like. Oh yeah, I just shoot a video of it. Yeah, perfect. And I'm going to shoot a video off of her phone video and then Roy's going to shoot a video off of my video of her video. Of the my video. phone does not have a camera. Oh, that's right. And uh, Pippa, it sounds like you have a, a showing that you have to get to. So uh, you excuse yourself and bustle away. Bye. So that leaves uh, Rocky and Roy to consider and ponder what they want to do with uh, the rest of their Sunday. I mean, I've been doing an okay job laying low. I don't know how much longer that's going to last. But uh, you are getting to the point after two weeks of being cooped up. You feel like you got to get out. Yeah. I'm going to hit up the tapas restaurant today. It's all you can eat tapas from Massachusetts, the birthplace of tapas. So, okay, cool. Uh, Rocky, uh, what do you want to do the rest of your Sunday? I happen to get my hands on a new um, data reconstruction program, fishing around the, the dark web, happen to find something that's like, you know, real CIA and SA level shit. So I'm going to set that up and just let it loose on that video file in that sector of the hard drive to see what it can do. So you're going to hunker down there in the Bat Cave. So I guess it's up to you, Roy. How do you want to get to downtown? I will walk. 
invariably as you walk, you're starting to get nostalgia. I mean, you grew up in Arkham and July is like everything is in full bloom. Everything is green. You can hear kids playing. That's maybe the worst sound of all. You can hear them playing out in the field someplace that you and your brothers used to frequent. You're starting to just feel strangely maudlin about the whole thing because you're Roy, but you don't look like Roy. You feel disconnected. And you stroll into town and you see that a few things have changed here and there. A couple of the storefronts have changed. Maybe there's a a new bar in town that's a, a wine bar where there never was one before. But thankfully, the tapas restaurant is still the tapas restaurant. And there's a big banner outside that says, all you can eat Sundays. So you go in and get a table. Let's say you're three courses in. Give me another Sam Adams. When you you hear uh, what sounds like a familiar voice from a couple tables over, but around the corner, you can't quite see who it is, but you recognize the voice, a growing sense of recognition. And you hear... uh, yeah, so anyways, I was uh, walking along the street, and there's this guy, this guy is like camping out. I'm like, move it, buddy. And then you hear a woman say, yeah, yeah, that sounds, uh, I remember that guy. He's he's kind of a dick, isn't he? He's like always hanging around. What was his name? Was it Adam? Was it Frank? I don't know. Some guy. He's, I think he was on meth. Try and listen in on this conversation. A bit confused because every voice that I should be able to recognize is dead. All right, why don't you go ahead and give me a listen roll? That sounds like a listen roll. I failed. I need a 37. I got a 74. As luck would have it, as you're straining to hear even more, someone ordered a bunch of uh, lattes and all you can hear is the... And then a uh, busboy trips and like plates go shattered all over the floor. And by the time they get all that sort of wrapped up and cleaned up and moved along, the people have left. They've actually got up and you see a couple, a man and a woman, just their back, leaving out the front door of the tapas restaurant. I've had quite a few courses and I'm pretty intrigued by this. So I'm going to get up and I'll throw it like a $8 on the table, which is what I feel I owe. And then I'll take my Sam Adams Massachusetts style to go walking down the street and I'll uh, tail them. Okay, so let's let's make it easy then. And uh, since you're just trailing them, let's go ahead and do stealth. I need a 62. I got a 51. With your cat-like grace, because that's Roy is known for that. Sam Adams in hand. And uh, you get actually close enough to recognize that uh, these two folks are wearing police uniforms and they're holding hands, talking rather loudly, actually. And uh, the woman goes, oh, Bugsy, you're so funny. And she reaches over and gives him a kiss. And they're heading straight for the uh, police department, which is just a few doors down. I'm going to catch up to him. It obviously doesn't look like Bugsy, right? From the back, it kind of does, yeah. And I'll sort of hit him on the shoulder. Bugsy. Hey, what's up there? Who, who are you? What are you doing with this square? She's my fiance. What are you talking about? It's Tina. Who are you? It's me, man. Oh, look, you wouldn't understand. But you know how the, you know how the corporal is about inner... In, you can't be dating other cops, man. Since when? That was always the... I mean, I don't know if it was department rule. It's on the download. Don't worry about it. Everybody knows about it. It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't know how... What, what's up with the corporal these days? He's gone that soft? Yeah, yeah. You Oh, you know the corporal, huh? Yeah, I mean, me and him go way back. It's strange. I don't I remember seeing you around town. I've been here. I see you got a little bit of tapas on your uh, your shirt there, uh, buddy. Well, it's, it's for later. <laughs> you kind of spying us back there? We That's where we just came from. No, I was just getting some tapas. And uh, you can see the name tags 
Bugsy is written on his. Bugsy Jr. And on hers, you recognize Tina Quinlan now. She's been a, a rookie, and she steps up too. She's like, "Yeah, what are you? One of them peeping toms?" Look, I'm trying to have a conversation here, dear. Yeah, well, I still haven't heard your name. You know, I'd be messing with my man. All right, I was a friend of your dad's, Bugs Junior. You know my dad? Yeah, we we go back. How do you know my dad? Well, that's one of the reasons I came. You reminded me of him, so I, you know, I just came up. But I, you know, we went way back. What'd you say your name was? My name is Ken Burns. Oh, like the documentarian, yeah. Right. Hey, he stole the name from me. Common enough name, yeah. It's funny, I don't remember my dad ever mentioning a Ken Burns, but have you heard from my dad? No, I just, I've always worried about the guy, you know. We knew each other way back, and he's in my head a lot. I was was wondering if you guys knew whatever, where, where he's up to these days. Well, yeah, he, uh, and he puts his hands on his hips. He kind of went missing a while back. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you? No, I don't. I don't know anything about that. I I was just hoping that you might. In fact, I kind of thought you were him, as silly as that sounds. Well, yeah, I get that a lot, actually. I mean, chip off the old block, you know? I, mean, well, I didn't mean to bother you. You know, don't let the corporal... Ken, don't worry about it, all right? Uh, look, I'm happy to know anybody who knew my dad, okay? This is a small town. Everybody knows everybody. Where, where, where about you staying? I'm staying about a mile up the road. Just thought I'd walk into town, have some tapas, have some Sam at- some Sunday Sam Adams. You know how the deal goes in this town. I don't know if you're doing anything later tonight, uh, me and the missus, or soon-to-be missus, I must say. We're going to be having some dinner, and, uh, you know, we like to meet newcomers. Yeah, I could tell you some stories about your old man that I'm sure would have you howling. That's kind of what I was getting at, actually. I mean, if you're not doing anything. Yeah, we can, I'll, I'll stop by. We can turn on the Red Sox game, make it a good night. Well, look, uh, here, here's my card. Uh, my personal number's on the back there. Just give me a call. Uh, I just live uh, not too far away in the suburbs over there. You're in the burbs now, huh? Yeah, I mean, you know, Tina wants something place nice, so we gotta get a pool. We gotta get back. Uh, we were just doing a quick, uh, you know, the top is uh, all you can eat, but, you know, we only got like 30 minutes, so. Give me a call. Uh, we'll, we'll talk, all right? All right, just make sure that you keep an eye on that corporal for me. I know he's got to be getting up there in age. He's barely hanging on, to tell you the truth. That's a shame. All right, I'll see you guys later. They wander off. You know, I got nothing to do until later. I'll just kind of walk around town and see what other degenerate garbage is <laughs> taking place of the old good stuff. <laughs> and let's go ahead and pick up with Rocky, who is down in the Batcave. Meanwhile, in the Batcave. You're down there monkeying with that software, trying to get the video file to be... At least take the snippet out that's corrupted and hopefully patched together with the rest of it. Because you can kind of see that the file size is there. It should be the entire video. But whatever's happening is just making it loop back every time at that one bit. I guess that's what I get for using Windows Media Player. Damn, it's buffering. You're down there and you're just sort of distracted by the thought of what might be behind those doors that you can't quite get into. And so you sort of start fiddling around in the uh, server room, looking like maybe it's hidden underneath here with a magnet, combing this room with trying to find any way to get a clue to what might open that door. When you begin to hear what sounds like a ringing phone coming from someplace. Stop where I am and kind of pivot my head back and forth and try and see if I can't pinpoint where the sound is coming from. Go ahead and give me a listen roll. I needed a 38. I got a 69. That's a failure. Nice. 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 You think it's actually coming from that 
closed door. So you go out into the hallway and start approaching the door and it stops. Damn and blast. So while that software is kind of running and doing its thing, I'm going to head back into the storage room and continue my new favorite pastime of playing peek in the boxes. Start pulling files and thumbing through and, you know, looking for, you know, anything that might help me either figure out what he was up to when he recorded this message, where he might have gone, anything that might be helpful. Go ahead and give me a spot hidden then. I needed a 60. I rolled a 43. That's a success. You're digging around uh, looking for any kind of clue and you open up a steel case brand desk looking through the drawers especially that one drawer where it holds the pens and it is locked so you reach up underneath and you find the rails and you're able to pop off the drawer and inside is a key ring with three keys on it but they're really strange ornate, almost ancient-looking keys. Strange symbols on them that look as if they've been designed with aquatic characters. Under the sea, that's where fish pee. We got Ariel, we got Flounder, we got Sebastian. Anything you'd like to do with these keys? Take them down the hallway to those large doors and see if... I know there's an electronic lock, but sometimes they include uh, a mechanical override lock in case of a power outage or some sort of shortage where the, the system fails. The keys seem to have no relation to the door. Okay. But as you're turning away from the door dejectedly, you hear that ringing again. This time, it sounds like it's coming from the wall about halfway back to the door on the north side, as if there is a phone in the wall somewhere. Secret tunnel! Backtrack to where I hear the ringing, and when I'm sure I'm really close to it, I don't want to be right on top of it. And it sounds like there's something coming from behind the rock. Mm-hmm. Closely examine the wall, and I'm going to start, you know, looking for anything that might, any kind of cracks that run maybe a little too up and down parallel. Maybe there's a, like a hidden door. He already went through the trouble of carving a giant secret base under his house. I totally would buy that he would build a secret chamber into his secret base. Maybe that's what the keys are for. There's a, a hidden keyhole somewhere that looks like a hole in the rock or something. And actually, that's exactly what you see. You see this crack <laughs> three inches long and about a half an inch wide. Zip. That looks like it could accommodate one of those keys. And you can hear the phone ringing directly behind. Pick one of the keys and try and insert it into there and see if it turns. It Actually, you can hear the tumblers engaging. And you turn the key and a panel pushes in and then moves up. It's about two foot by one foot. And inside is a little alcove where there's a phone ringing. It's a red phone. Old school. Yes, Mr. President. So, And the phone's ringing? I'm going to pick up the phone. <clears throat> um, Blaine Residence Batcave, how may I help you today? Rocky, is that you? Why, yes, yes it is. It's me, Danny. Are you still in Arkham? Well, yes, we're still inside the manor. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that makes a whole lot of sense, actually. Uh, how's Roy doing? Um, he's... Taking it rather well, uh, as well as well as Roy really could. Uh, he loafs around the house most of the day, spends a lot of time on the kitchen couch. Uh, I mean, he ate a whole jar of Nutella for breakfast today. Half of it, the rest was on his face. Well, look, I, I just, I was been trying to reach you, and uh, I managed to find this phone number. I assume you're at Blaine Manor. Under Blaine Manor is more like it, but close enough. Oh. That's weird. Yeah, I just, I happened to find this phone number in a data mine. I was just digging. I've been trying to find Delta Green. Have you heard anything from them? No, I've 
been trying all all week ever since we got back all of my contact numbers emails i've sent telegrams i've done candy grams i've done smoke signals and shark yes I, i've been trying to do the same thing but none of my contacts or any of the handlers it's as if they just disappeared well i mean who knows it's we've been gone for a while 10 years is quite some time 10 years no it's just been a few months. Oh no, uh, you see, the, the, the hole we crawled out of was not only a spatial portal, it was a temporal one as well. All of my research indicates that it's actually year 2031. Uh-huh, okay, well, look, I just wanted to touch base, make sure you guys were okay, and here's my number, and if you hear anything about Delta Green, would you let me know? I'm kind of worried a little bit, because before we took on the Poe case, there was some chatter about Omega Red doing something, like planning a strike of some sort. Troubling indeed. I took the girls back home, they're back with their families. Thank you for that. I went to see if the house was still there out on the point, and it's gone. I mean, we were gone months, and they've started putting up condos. Well, it is fairly common when you have an entire structure that is solely supported by some sort of dark magic when you dissolve that source of energy that time more or less catches up with that building. In this case, it's, you know, hundreds of years happened to that house in mere minutes. I'm not surprised it crumbled to dust around us as we were trying to get out. Yeah, what you said. Anyways, I just wanted to tell you it's uh, very good to hear your voice, and uh, yes, please just l let me know. Let me know if there's anything uh, I can do. Um, I'm ba obviously back in Providence. I'll let you know if I hear anything at all. Yes. Um, there is one thing. If you could send me the data dump you got this number from. I've been trying to hunt down uh, some information about the, the man who previously owned this house. And if you happen to find something related to him, such as a number that happened to be in a telephone hidden in a cave wall in a secret base, I'm... Feeling there might be some uh, sort of other connection there, potentially. I'll send it to you uh, right away, okay? Thank you, that's very helpful. Please tell Roy I said hi, okay? Uh, yes, I, I will. Take care of yourselves, I'll, I'll be in touch. Yes. Oh, if you ever find yourself out in the um, the vicinity of Blaine Manor, feel free to come by. And we, have, we have plenty of rooms here, it's a large house. That sounds nice, uh, maybe I will. Thank you. Goodbye. Pippa, your showing goes pretty well, I think. What skill would that be? Let's see. Uh, oof, locksmith? Probably like fast talk or persuade. Probably persuade, to be honest with you. I'm selling. So let's see how that goes. I needed a 40. I rolled an 88. Luckily, the house sells itself. So the showing does not go very well. As a matter of fact, you had three people who were slotted to come in, and only one did. And the guy was clearly not interested. He was, like, looking to, for a fixer-upper. He wanted to flip it. He has no interest in actually living in Arkham. He was just looking for a quick sale. We don't want his kind here flipping our properties. You close up the house, lock it up, head off to home, and then uh, you wake up Monday morning and you have to get to the office. And of course, Charlene hasn't shown up yet. She actually strolls in around 8.35. She's supposed to be there at 8. And she has a Starbucks cup in her hand and she's wearing sunglasses, clearly hungover. Hey, Pippa. Good morning. You know how it goes Mondays. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, I left a paper on your desk. If you could get that listed with the local newspaper for me by, like, noon, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. I should be able to do it by noon. That shouldn't be a problem at all. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, sorry, just a little flummy this morning. Well, anything else going on? How many hours do you need to be this week? Because I got like this concert I got to go to a couple towns away. No, yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. I just do have uh, one thing I'd like to talk with you. Can you come in my office real quick, please? Am I in trouble? No, 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 no. It's something I need you to verify for me for the Blaine residence. Good, because I don't want to have to do unemployment again. That's just too Oh, much. I could only imagine. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to play you a video and listen very closely if you could. I just would like to verify that the person you spoke with was Mr. Blaine. Who's that? Mr. Blaine? The Blaine Manor, the really big house just outside of town. What about it? We haven't heard from him and he was supposed to show up two weeks ago for our meeting and he has not shown up. And you're the one that took the reservation for him to be here. I was? Yeah. So can you watch this real quick and let me know if this is the voice? When was this? Hmm, two and a half weeks ago. Two, oh God, oh God. Okay, okay, I'll try. Oh, thank you. I'm going to go ahead and play the video. She's like looking at it from her sunglasses tipped up, squinting. You can see she's got dark circles under her eyes. Now, the video's not so important. It's it's his voice. I want to make sure that it it rings true. It's very distinctive. Mm, Okay. So yeah, you go ahead and play it, and she listens or pretends to listen. Mm, Yeah, that's the guy. It sounds just like him? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, that's the information I needed. Thank you. Go ahead and uh, get that paper filed as soon as you can with the with the local paper so we can run it as as quickly as possible, yeah. okay? Oh, yeah, not a problem. Oh, shit. I forgot to tell you. Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? I didn't write it down. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, you have an appointment today in Boston. I forgot to tell you. I'm so sorry. Okay. And who is that with? Uh, what's his name? Oh, it's that guy you've been dealing with, Tommy Dolby. Uh, something about finishing up some paperwork for the the realty here to transfer the ownership i don't know something it sounded important to me i know you've been talking to tommy so i think they want you there in like an hour and a half so you might want to hit the road <laughs> sorry that's on me hey you know what it happens i'm gonna grab my purse i'm gonna walk by grab her coffee off her desk and walk out the door to my car what uh- all right, so you uh, zoom on over to Boston? Make it there in 31 minutes. It's pretty quick. You get to the uh, bank. You've been there several times and have dealt actually with Tommy Dolby many, many times. You walk in and go right up to his desk and you see a woman sitting there scribbling papers and filing things really quickly. And she seems extremely flustered. Uh, excuse me? Can I help you? Yeah, I'm here to see Tommy. I'm sorry, and you are? Pippa Chatterton. Let me check his book. I'm so sorry. No problem. And she flips uh, an appointment book that's on the desk and runs her finger along. Pippa Chatterton. Yes. Okay, okay. That's right. You're with Arkham. Uh, Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit early. Look, uh, things are just a little crazy right now. Uh, Tommy's been missing since last Thursday. Missing? Yeah, I don't don't know. He hasn't called in. He's had plenty of appointments and now he's just gone. Anyways, we're we're trying to figure it all out, but uh, what what can I help you with? I had an appointment to uh, transfer ownership. I'm sorry, what was your name? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm Lisa Monahan. Nice to meet you, Lisa. I thought it was pronounced Moynihan. If you wouldn't mind, uh, I, I just need to go get your files um, and back. Uh, I'll be right back, okay? Not a problem. Thank you. I'm going to go ahead and take a seat and just kind of observe the office and see if they're all freaking out. There does seem to be a uh, substantial bit of chickens with their heads cut off running around. And you know that Tommy was pretty integral to the bank, did a lot of loan activity. Usually he would be the one to sign off on things. So go ahead and give me a spy hidden. I needed a 30. I got a 28. Well, the one thing you do notice is as you're sitting there watching these people and and sort of letting your eyes wander, trying to take things in... uh, Uh, you are drawn back to Tommy's open appointment book on his desk right in front of you that Lisa 
left. Oh, Lisa. Lisa, come on. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. I'm reading it upside down with my photographic memory. So you lean across the desk to get a better look at what is written. Thursday night would be a page previous to the one that's open. I'm going to say, really, or <coughs> that blows one page over. And then I go, oh my goodness, my throat. It looked like his last appointment on Thursday was at... 6.30 p.m., which seems odd to you. For a bank employee. It was for someplace called STS Entertainment. And there is a declined stamp next to it. Oh. And then Lisa comes back. I'm so sorry. I got your file here. This is very simple. I just need a couple signatures from you, and this will all be good. Everything else is in place. So if you could just sign here. Yep, I've got my pen ready. Well, was there anything else? No, I think we're good. If you need any help, just let me know, because I'm all over town with all these houses, so I'll put the word out if you'd like. If you do hear from him, please, please, please let us know. Yeah, definitely. I have these flyers that I printed out, and it's got his photo on it and the, and the number. So if you would you mind just taking a, a bunch of those? Yes, I, I will definitely take a few and put them up. Thank you so much. Please let me know if you do find him so I, so I can stop worrying. I will absolutely do that. Roy. That's me. You open your eyes to the familiar sight of the TV in the family room, playing some late-night rerun of a wrestling match. Was that Andre the Giant in the ring against Killer Khan? It kind of looked like them, but it wasn't them. Why was the sound off? From the comfort of your recliner, you look around half-heartedly for the remote. Nope, nowhere to be seen. Damn kids must have hidden it again. You scratch your belly and lick your lips, tongue dragging across your rough, dry teeth like lizard skin across desert rocks. From the kitchen, you can hear running water and the clink of either dirty dishes being cleaned or clean dishes being put away. I stumble towards the kitchen, slowly. And you see Greta standing at the sink, doing dishes very slowly, her back turned to you. Greta? And she turns around, and she looks like she's about 80 years old. Roy, where have you been? Why did you stop wearing makeup? No need with no husband around. It's been 30 years. Where, where have you been? Some stuff came up with work. Work. It's always work with you, isn't it? And you see the right side of her face start to droop. The skin's sagging. Well, it's always dishes and kids with you, so... Well, who else is going to do them? And she goes to put a plate down... And her wrist goes, and bone protrudes through the desiccated skin. Oh, why, Roy? Where did you go? I should have been here. I couldn't be here. You wouldn't understand. It's true. Your work comes before all of us. I'm saving lives. Well, don't tell me. Tell the children. And she points behind you. And I'll turn around. And you see all of your children gathered in a group. And they're all wearing white face paint. They're mimes. And they begin to pull you with an imaginary rope closer and closer. And you can feel your body drifting across the floor towards them. And just as they're about ready to pull you into their midst, you hear a faint calliope music from below. And that's when a lightning strike jolts you awake in an upstairs bedroom at Blaine Manor and you hear the sound of rumbling thunder outside retreating and hot tears sting your eyes. You wipe them away and stare up at the ceiling. Rocky.
You open your eyes to see the blank, unassuming white ceiling above your bed, softly illuminated by moonlight from outside, the skeletal shadows of tree limbs clawing at the stucco paint. You've been staying in one of the rooms upstairs at Blaine Manor for a week now, merely because it's the most convenient place while you continue to investigate Charles's evidence in the secret caverns far, far below the house. Between your experience in the cathartic arena and what Roy has told you about this location, you're starting to feel quite comfortable in these new surroundings. Which is why you're unnerved when you hear an unfamiliar shuffle in one corner of the bedroom. Going to slowly reach back and under my pillow for my gun. And it's not there. It's a crepe. Who put a mayo crepe underneath my pillow? That's just gross. I don't know who you are or how you got in here, but I have a gun. A loaded gun sitting right here under my pillow. It would only take me quite a short amount of time to pull it out and kill you. So if you do not wish that to happen, you should um, probably come closer so I can see you with your hands visible and uh, explain just who you are. Oh, you know who I am. Daddy? Who do you think you're fooling, Rocco? Really only myself at this point, quite honestly. Truer words were never spoken. What do you want with me? I want to see you. Sit up for a moment, let us chat. Very slowly and very cautiously, just kind of push myself back up against the headboard to kind of slide up and prop myself up a bit. And you see in the corner a hulking mass of tendrilled shadow, which is apparently impenetrable to any of the light that's coming in through the window. That's better, Rocco. How have you been? Well, you know, with uh, everything that's been going on, honestly, it's um, it's been a bit of a handful. Oh, am I to presume that you are this... Mm, how did they put it in that tape? Filler of space I've heard so much about. <laughs> Aren't you the clever one? Mm, if only my father would have told me that. Daddy's boy. Well, listen, time is running out. Our transaction is nearly complete. Are you ready for the next steps? If it involves going to some sort of 12-step recovery program, then no. Well, it might be very difficult to recover from this. And he starts whistling a tune that you recognize as... Rick Astley. Send in the clowns. And it leans forward. And you see Jack Whiteside's face, but it's been painted up to look like a clown. And beneath the grease paint and the red nose, you can see a distinctly feline appearance. And that's when you wake up at the computer console downstairs in the cavern, fallen asleep yet again, face down on the keyboard, you got the imprint. But you can swear that even down there, you can hear the distant sound of rumbling thunder. But you know it can't be true this far underground. It's a screensaver. Pippa, you open your eyes, blinking at unexpected bright blue skies and golden sunshine. To either side rise tall fronds of verdant green grass, and you realize you are flat on your back, staring up at the heavens. The soft whir of crickets and other insects melts with the susurration of a delicate breeze which teases the flora, tickling it into graceful motion. For a moment, you just want this feeling to go on forever, the sense of time and place and quiet intimacy with nature. Then you hear someone clear their throat a few yards away, followed by the unmistakable scent of cigarette smoke. 
Why don't you come over here and give your mother a kiss? You see immediately that you're back on a property that once belonged to your family long, long ago. In your childhood, they owned a small log cabin on a fishing pond. And time and death of the family members and taxes actually took that away from you. But on the porch is your father, smoking a cigarette. Hey, Pippa, about time you woke up. Papa? Come on over. Hesitantly go over to my father. Question mark. Did you have a nice nap? I do feel refreshed, yes. It's beautiful here. Yeah, it's like it always was. So, what is this place? Why Why am I seeing this? Uh, I don't know. This is just a, a, a memory. It's pleasant enough, don't you think? It's good to see you again. should have listened to me about those cigarettes. I know. I'm so sorry. I didn't see the heart attack coming. It's hard to see those things. <laughs> a bus, maybe. How are you? I'm me. How are you? You're still out there in the real world. I'm actually really good. Any uh, grandkids? No, not yet. Focusing on my career. I get it. You were always that type. But I'm happy. Good. As long as you're happy. I'm happy. When you passed, I didn't have any closure. I thought we'd have more time. Yeah, I did too. I'm sorry, Peppa, but I've kind of overstayed my welcome here. I've got to move along. We won't meet again for a while now. Don't you cry, okay? You'll always be my special gal. And one more thing. Keep a lookout now, because you never know when lightning's going to strike next. And that's when you wake up in bed, trembling. The last vestiges of a lightning flash outside your window, and the rumble of thunder shaking the foundations of your home. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes. So let's move straight along to our hashtag recommendos, where we share some of our geeky obsessions. Please roll D100, highest goes first. So it looks like it's going to be me, Matt, Brian, and Gabe. So I'll start us off tonight. My recommendation is for a movie called Coco D. Coco Day. It's from 2019, Swedish, directed by Johannes Nyholm, uh, starring Life Edlund, Ilva Gallen, and Peter Belly. It's about a young couple and their daughter who on a beautiful holiday in another country. They go out for dinner. The wife eats a pizza with some seafood on it, which doesn't really agree with her. She actually breaks out in hives and has an anaphylactic reaction to it. And uh, she has to be hospitalized. But the, the daughter, who also had a, a bite of the same pizza, is unaffected. And so they go to the uh, hospital and have to stay overnight there. Wake up the next morning and it's the daughter's birthday. But unfortunately, the daughter died during her sleep overnight. Cut to many months later. And as you can imagine, the couple is not doing so well. Their marriage is sort of on the rocks. They're sniping at each other. For whatever reason, they're taking another vacation. This time, they're going to go camping in another country. So they set up camp and awake the next morning to find a strange group of sideshow circus folk who torture and kill them. And then they wake up the next morning. It's actually the same morning over and over a series of Groundhog Days where they must confront and try to escape their tormentors repeatedly. This isn't a comedy, but there are some darkly humorous moments. Very sadistic, very unpleasant to watch, but also like this undercurrent of dark humor. It is a visceral metaphor for grief and finding your way to forgiveness. I would not recommend this to anybody who doesn't have a strong stomach. There is animal death. There is people death. There is kid death and it also has these beautiful set pieces of practical puppetry and animation and i found it to be a harrowing experience watching this but also healing ultimately check it out i saw it on shutter i believe let's move along to matt tonight i'm going to recommend a little something called blaseball not 
baseball, but blaseball with an L in there. So what it is, is it is this internet simulated baseball league. But unlike a regular baseball league, this thing has whole seasons that play in a week. From Sunday to Sunday is the length of one week. Um, During this time, every single team in the league plays 99 total games. It runs pretty much nonstop all week, except for a few periods in between, including the Earl and late siestas. And during that time, you can, you know, bet on teams to try and make money. Uh, You do things like buying snacks from the concession stand, which allow you to earn money through certain conditions, like your favorite teams winning or losing. Um, You can earn money off of your favorite players, you know, throwing a strikeout or hitting home runs. It's just really fast-paced. It's really wacky. It's always changing. There's always something happening. There's a little a little taste of something that happened recently. One of the rules is, is that at the end of the week, everybody from all the teams gets to vote, and those votes are then used to change the rules for next week's season. And it allows people to um, steal players from other teams or give their players better stats. Or one of the things that you can do is bring players back from the dead, because in the world of baseball, it's not super uncommon for a rogue umpire to incinerate players on the field when they're playing under a solar eclipse. So there was a uh, a, a player goes who went by the name of, she went by the name of Chorby Soul, and what happened to her is at the end of the previous season, she was incinerated by a rogue umpire. And during that voting phase in between seasons, another team not only managed to drag her from one team to their team, and then use a separate vote to bring her back to life, to put her on their team. Unfortunately, within the first few games of the next season, she was immediately incinerated again. It's weird. It's wacky. It's a lot of fun. There's a really great community because it really hits that pocket between people who love sports and people who love being creative. There are like literal whole internet fandoms based on this thing. People literally like take on the mantles of players and give them Twitter accounts and life and there's fan art. A team for pretty much everybody out there is really great. We got people like uh, the Seattle Garages. You have the Breckenridge Jazz Hands. You have the Chicago Firefighters or my personal favorite team, which is the best team in the league, the New York Millennials. It's free to get into. It's a whole lot of fun. It's fast-paced. It's wacky. And I've just been having a a really good time with it, using it to fill time in the gap. So if you're looking for something something really fun and kind of wacky and out there, check out Blaseball and, um, you know, pick your your team and start rooting because it's it's a good time. Cool. Sounds like fun. I believe it's Brian up next. I'm going to recommend a sci-fi Korean film called Space Sweepers. It's on Netflix. It's kind of like a post-apocalyptic. Earth is this haven for only rich people, and but it's in trouble because they've colonized Mars, and the person who owns Mars wants to do away with Earth, so everybody has to go to Mars. The story, however, is about these junkers that all come together and work as a team to junk space junk that's around the planet and turn it in at the space station. They're junking this old spaceship... And they happen to find a seven-year-old little girl slash robot that the people from Mars have been looking for and have put it out as she's a experimental bomb that could kill millions of people at any minute. 
So the whole journey is to this this group of people trying to do the right thing, but the right thing for themselves at first, because there's a huge reward. So they're trying to get the cash, and then they all become attached here and there to the little girl. I just thought it would be a nice, lighthearted, fun sci-fi. The art style and the, the CGI and stuff, I love that from, from Korea. They, they have such creative outlook. But it really turned into a really, really good story and an interesting ending. Surprising ending. So I highly recommend it. It actually has uh, Richard Armitage in it from uh, The Hobbit. Definitely check it out. It's called Space Sweepers. It's just a fun romp. And Gabe, why don't you finish this up here? I'm going to do something I haven't done before and hope that it doesn't get vetoed. This is my unrecommendo. It sucks. Don't do it. It's trash. NBC Peacock. It's a terrible streaming service that shouldn't exist. Uh, I had to get it because the WWE Network got purchased by NBC. So now I have to watch my wrestling on these ungod on this ungodly horrible app that censors wrestling doesn't have everything that the WWE network had makes it so you can't start a live show from the beginning so if i want to watch the whole thing and i'm late i have to wait until it's over wait until the post show's over then start it from the beginning which is super fun because that meant i i was working on the night of wrestlemania and i didn't get to start wrestlemania until 1 a.m but yeah so that's my unrecommendo i guess if you love the office then Maybe you want NBC because they have The Office, and I know that people watch The Office, but I watched it once, so I don't need to again. And that's it for this episode of Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. Uh, and if anybody wants to, you know, chat with me about why the New York Millennials are the best, you can uh, hit me up on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. And if anybody wants to hear more stories about Bugsy's youth, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. Uh, if anybody out there knows a good assistant, uh, reach out to me at Brian Podcast, please. Until next time, roll for Batphone. Na 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 na. The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2021. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.com.